You know the vibes! Welcome back. A slightly later than usual episode on this Monday here. BJ Armstrong and Momutsi are back talking about the NBA. Now, BJ, I want to ask you how your weekend was, but I already know it's going to be, give me another choice. (laughs) (laughs) You finally figured that out. (laughs) BJ, how was your weekend? Hey, hey, hey. Well, I can tell you this. Had a birthday in the house. Mm-hmm. Many happy birthdays. Uh, uh, yes, happy birthday to, to our youngest. And it's great. You know, that's uh, it's great. It's, it, it, it's great. He has the greatest mom ever. He has the greatest mom ever. You know, it's when you say it's a it's a week long celebration. It's a it's it's going on two weeks. This kid has the greatest. You know, he, he he's he's got life figured out. That's you a know, blessing. Life for you. And, oh, and his absolutely. dad's not too bad either. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't compare to his mom. Doesn't compare to his mom. That's love. I hope and, she's listening uh, so, to this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> make sure, make sure I, you put I'm this one under the, in the car extra loud. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, no, it's all good. Other than that, Mo, you know, it's you, you got to figure it out. So, no, it's all good. Well, I had, a, yours? I had a horrible weekend. How was yours? I had a horrible weekend. Oh, wow. Oh wow! First of all, it's snowing and London and England is descending into chaos. But to make matters worse, England were eliminated from the World Cup in horrible fashion. It's the equivalent, BJ, of... It's the equivalent of... Devin Booker missing a game-time free throw to go to overtime and being eliminated from a game seven. That's the way in which they got eliminated. Because I know you didn't watch the game. They missed a oh. the penalty. The England captain missed a penalty yeah. to tie up the game that would have took them into extra time. And so England went crashing out. And then the Celtics lost to the Warriors, which BJ made mm. sure to text me about. Well, I just want to make sure. I, I, it was <laughs> yeah. it was unusually <laughs> quiet from Mo. I mean, you know, normally, was, you know. Uh, I was already in a bad mood from the football. Even my wife <laughs> she was like, no one's text you doing this this Boston Celtic game. My wife. I, I, and I said, what do you mean? <laughs> I was already upset from the football and I watched the first half of the Celtics and I was like, they're gonna lose this, aren't they? And I just went to bed. I I just no, I'm go, I'm not staying for this. I don't want two heartbreaks in one day. But we, we gotta talk about the Warriors. Since okay, their three and seven start, they're now right. third in net rating, fifth in defense rating, sixth in offense rating. Two of the losses since three and seven start have came without Steph and Dre. And when Clay Thompson, who is returning to form, plays alongside Steph Curry and Draymond Green, they're on pace for a 50-win team when they're fully healthy. So after a worrying start, it seems like things are starting to turn around for the Golden State Warriors. What have you noticed? Maybe in particular from the Celtics game, I saw Clay Thompson on both ends showing shades of his former self. Uh, but what stood out to you about the Warriors and how they're turning their season around? Well, people say they're turning their season around. I, you know, Mo, they're they're just starting wanna, the I, season. <laughs> the hangover yeah, is ending. I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. You know, a, a lot of times, you, you you know, I have this thing where you try to have in your mind where you 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 you, you know you become a life learner. Let's just call it a life learner. You want to continue to learn along the way, and then as you build on these lessons, you you. You recall some of the lessons you learn and you try to apply them. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you have an opportunity to win in this league, it forever changes your mind, your mindset, right? Because 
the game continues to grow. You learn along the way. But you can't ever forget this. The commitment that it takes to win, it takes a toll on you. Okay? Well, these guys were playing into July. Mm -hmm. Right? In the NBA Finals. Mo, that, that, that's very significant. That's a, that's a significant thing. Mo, these players were playing into well, July. So were the Celtics, but they started the season red hot. Okay. Okay. So great point. If I remember correctly, with the exception of Al Horford, those guys aren't into their 30s. <laughs> <laughs> no. But maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> no, no. Because no. I have to look at the foot. You, you follow what I'm saying? I These guys don't have the, they don't have the record, the playoff games, the battles over the last, let's say, eight years that the Warriors have. Yeah. Of course, it's going to take them more time to get themselves back into the right frame of mind, the right frame of conditioning. However, what I saw or what I see with this team, Steve Kerr, this is why you, when you coach, you know your team better than anyone else. He did something last week that I was very concerned about as a, I'm just an outside observation because I like to observe how teams manage their players, how coaches coach their players, how players interact with the team, so forth. Coach Kerr took Draymond Green out, mm -hmm. Steph Curry out, and they didn't play in Utah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was significant. I was, and by the way, the Warriors ended up losing that game on a last second play here uh, yeah. against the Utah Jazz. Yeah, yeah. The, the dunk by um, Fontecchio. Right. Isn't that the Italian? Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, he 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 set them out, or they they load managed, or what have you, right? And he's strategically doing this during the course of the season, right? He's he did it another time in New Orleans, I believe. Yeah, he's, he's strategically keeping he, these he's, guys. He's been following the footsteps of Greg Popovich, who used to do this a lot okay. of the time with Tim Duncan and and those guys. Okay, but I want to say this: I watched. It's not a, there are games that I watch because now Mo, we, we are at that moment in time. And, and, and I'm sure everybody who's listening, they know this. I always say, give me about 25 games before I figure out who's who. Mm -hmm. And then once you get to that 25 games, now you start seeing coaches, everyone's cut their rotations. Now everyone is into full. If we're going to win, we better get our rotations out and we're going to play the guys who are going to help us win. Now I want to say this. This is what I love about the Golden State Warriors, and this is why I think coaching, especially when you're Coach Kerr and these guys, it, it's they can push your team over the top. They brought the energy and the effort necessary to win that game. From the tip-off. Okay. Now, Steve Kerr, Coach Kerr, he wanted to make a statement in this game. Yeah, we can win Utah. We can win at Utah. But if we lose to Boston, the narrative will be the Celtics are better than us. 
Yeah. If we lose that game and we win this game, we put everybody in the league on notice. Yeah. That's supposed to be the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jason Tatum arguably is the best player right now on the best team in the NBA. You can argue that right now. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. some others. Zion, I mean, Zion. Zion should probably be up there now. Giannis should be up there. He stays up. He lives up there. But the Warriors wanted to make sure that, that everybody said, hey, don't forget about us. Don't forget about us when it comes when it comes to winning this championship. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a beautifully timed. He had that team well prepared. And I, I really thought the Celtics had a chance to let everybody know who's finishes in second. That's how important I thought the game was. Mm-hmm. I thought the Celtics, who have been the best team in the league. You know, I love Giannis, but Jason Tatum, hey. MVP. Wow. Okay. The Warriors now have leveled the playing field. So this year, Mo, I got to say this. It's up for grabs. Yep. And, and Coach Kerr has pushed all the buttons, and they didn't have Andrew Wiggins. Yep, but the Celtics didn't have Al Horford or Robert Williams. So, okay, that 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 you can argue all you can argue all the. I'm yeah. just saying with the Warriors. I'm just saying with yeah, the yeah. Warriors. The war the Celtics. Al Horford has been in and out. They haven't had Rob Williams all year. They're the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're the best team in the league. You can't have it both ways. When you show up, I'm watching. The Warriors, to me, now has let everyone know, okay, we're going for this championship. That's what they said. I think Steve Kerr and the thing that I love about this team is that they're playing with the emotion, the competitive spirit that's necessary to repeat. They're playing with the purpose, and they've let everybody know we can still play at this level. All right. Mm-hmm. That, that's what they, that's what, that's what I gather. So I'm not concerned about the Warriors record from here on out. Obviously they're going to have to win enough games to get into the playoffs, but if they get to them, when they get to those playoffs, they still got it. Mm-hmm. And they're not passing that off yet. They're they not sure they could turn the switch did. when they need to. You know, well, 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 I'm not sure if they can turn the switch. They can't sustain it as long as they once could. Yeah, I don't think they've shut it off. I just think they understand as you age, you just can't play back to back to back to back anymore. Mm-hmm. Recovery mode, unlike you, Mo. Mo, Mo won't Mo won't get any rest. He just keeps going. You know what I mean? <laughs> As you get older, <laughs> shout out to the this ladies. This guy won't go to sleep, ladies and gentlemen. He won't go to sleep. <laughs> shout out to the ladies. But Not so he, much a gentleman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but at some point, when Mo gets a little older, he's going to have to get a little rest. You know, he's going to get a little rest. I ain't stopping now. That's soon. what the Warriors. That's what but the Warriors it. understand. I think this team, they still have it, and it was great to see. Because I learned something about your Celtics. When you have a chance to win in this league mode, you better win. Mm -hmm. And that's the key to winning a playoff series. 
win the games you're supposed to win. The Celtics were supposed to win this game. The Celtics were supposed to win. And if they don't win the championship this year, I'm going to point back to this game. Wow. Because the league was watching. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, I'm going yeah, point nationally back televised. Because, because, because let me tell you something about them Celtics. I thought they were the better team last year in the NBA Finals mode. Except for the son of us. And they didn't win, and, and they didn't win the games they were supposed to win. Mm-hmm. Now, give them credit for always finding ways to win the games they probably weren't supposed to win. I mean, especially all those game sevens. <laughs> but when you have an opportunity to win a game and you should win that game, win that game. Mm-hmm. And then if you could get a game or still a game you're not supposed to win, now Mo, that's called a championship run. Mm-hmm. I thought the Celtics, again, they were the better team. I thought they were playing the best basketball. They were the more athletic. They're getting they're getting unlikely contributions now from Blake Griffin. Grant Williams is an improved player. Mm-hmm. This kid, Malcolm Brogdon, wow. Wow. Okay. They have two players, starters who weren't even playing. And they're still the best team in the league. So they have depth. You know, that's one of my criteria. You got to have depth in this league. They got toughness, MVP caliber player, you, you know, coach of the year. They got everything working right now. And then they lose to this team. It didn't play well. Both. They didn't play well. Mm-hmm. After having a phenomenal game, just the game before versus the Phoenix Suns. Oh, yeah, that was good. Cool. Bo, they were done. Bo, Bo, my phone was blowing up from Bo. Bo, we're on 46, you know. We're, we're, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Devin Booker didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bo gave me all types of. But, Bo, I'm, I'm a, if they don't win it this year, I'm going to point back to that game because now we're seeing a trend going into year two where. They don't win the games they're supposed to win, but they're a resilient group. They are a resilient group. Well, if you think back to a year ago, their record was so below 500, it wouldn't even be a conversation. But but, 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 but that's where I'm going with this, Mo. Listen, listen, and then I'm going to turn it over to you. They are a resilient group. They don't give up. But the consistency in which they play, they always, they're like, they're like, they're like the the you know, the child you have. You have to keep the pressure on them. They can't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. If this team gets comfortable, well, they won't show up. Yeah, is is down. They're they're down. They're down three two in a series. Game six. They're 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 on they're, the road in game Milwaukee. Six on the road in Milwaukee, and you're like, it's over. This, this, and then they show up. The Celtics and then are they me. Show up. The Celtics are me, DJ. You see, my whole life, every time I'm in school, in law school, whatever, I do nothing. Okay, yeah. nothing all year long, until the day before the exam. <laughs> see, see, that's I'm the, the Celtics. guy who spent 24 hours in the library the night before the exam, reading the whole yeah, book that, that, from front to back cover, trying to memorize it. That's the Boston Celtics. Okay, so the Celtics right now. Okay, the Celtics. You know, they, 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 instead of preparing, they always, they procrastinate. They just put it off to the end. That 
part of them I love. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't crack under the pressure. They just you can't let them get comfortable. It's almost like you got to stay on them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to correct that because you you know they're not you know they're not going to you know they're going to show up in the big moment mm-hmm. when needed. But why do we always have to make it so difficult on ourselves as you're going about our business? So great game for the Warriors. NBA fans, we are in for a treat now. It's it's definitely wide open. The Houston Rockets come in and they beat the, oh, the Milwaukee Bucks. What a game that okay. was. And without yeah, the head coach Joel as well. Embiid, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying Joel Embiid. Yeah, okay, shout out. Cause, you know, cause I played for Paul Silas. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the right I, word. I for, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I want to, you know, Paul Silas is one of my favorite people. He's one of my favorite, favorite people, Coach Silas. For fans yeah. who, who who aren't aware, Stephen Silas, the head coach of the Rockets, is yes. his son. Mm-hmm. And Paul Silas sadly yes. passed away over the weekend. Yes. And he, Coach Silas is one of my favorite people. And I'm one of my favorite coaches. He's one of my favorite people of all time. Just a great, great man. I, I can have so many stories with him. And we had a... I play for him down in uh, Charlotte when he coached down there. And we've just maintained over the years, you know, uh, in our relationship over the years. So my condolences to his family, um, to the Silas family, and uh, just a great, great man who made a lot of contributions to the game of, of basketball, especially in the NBA community. Very well respected. And, um, this is a really, really an unfortunate loss for everyone in the basketball community because he touched so many people. And um, just, a, just wanted to make sure that we, you know, send Pay our respects. love and our respect to the family and to, you know, from, especially from, from us, from me and all the people that he touched throughout his lifetime. Yeah. It was, you saw the emotion for the Houston squad of how much that win meant to them because you know, their coach couldn't be yes. with them last night. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, shout out to those mm-hmm. young fellas. They closed out down the stretch um, against the Milwaukee Bucks. That late game offense from the Milwaukee Bucks was a little bit concerning to me, especially when Middleton went off injured. There was no one to really create for themselves because as great as Giannis is, they know he's going to attack the paint and they just pack the paint and contest the rim. So Drew Holiday needs to step up or they might need to make a little trade. Um, there's some trade rumblings. We can talk about them on tomorrow's episode, but I want to continue okay. this theme of teams who have turned their season around because we just talked about the Warriors who started three and seven. Okay. The uh, Nets started the year two and six, and they've been 14 and six since then with a top seven offense and defense. Obviously, that's helped by KD averaging 29 points a game, 66% true shooting. Absurd scoring is always from Kevin Durant. But it was a win that stood out for me this week against the Indiana Pacers, where basically everyone on the Nets was out injured. It was basically the entire roster was out injured, and it was the third string guys that came in and played. And it was a really close win, but they grinded it out. So I just wanted to shout out, because I make a lot of jokes about the Nets. I wanted to show some love. You know, they're showing improvements that they can actually get up into the playoffs to get swept again. Um, But shout out to them for a great performance. (laughs) Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> but the, the Ouch. other team, the other team, the Lakers, I think, are eight and five since their two and ten start. They won mm-hmm. a game again. They had somehow won a game against Detroit, which they looked like they were trying to lose last night. 
but I read something very interesting. Okay. Now, the Lakers and the Celtics, that's one of the biggest matchups in the regular season every year. You know, the historic rivalry. Da, da, da. That game is coming up, right? They don't, don't, it's, aren't, it's coming aren't up on Tuesday. Soon? It's coming up on Tuesday. Okay. The Lakers will play the Celtics on Tuesday. This is, this is I read it from one Clippers report. Oh, forgive me, I forgot your name. But um, I'll find it and, and tweet it. But the Lakers will play the Clippers. Uh, the Lakers will play the Celtics on Tuesday, one day after the Clippers play them. So the Celtics play the Clippers on Monday, and then they play the Lakers on Tuesday. This will mark the seventh time in 27 games this season where the Lakers have faced an opponent who played the Clippers the night before. That's over 25% of their games. On the season, on the other hand, the Lakers have had 11 games against opponents who have played the Clippers the night before. The Clippers have had four games against opponents, the Lakers who have played, who have played the Lakers. Basically, what it's saying is 25%, more than 25% of the Lakers games at home have been against teams who are on the second night of a back-to-back having played the Clippers the very night before. That might be the biggest advantage in the schedule for any team in the NBA. Because no other teams, of course, share. And, and why? Why and why? Is it because of Los Angeles or is it because of the Clippers? <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid this is a family show, so I'm not going to oh. answer that question. <laughs> but I'm saying being in LA and playing the Clippers together and being in Los Angeles after you play the Clippers <laughs> overnight. You're not flying out of town to go play somewhere else. You're staying in LA overnight. Okay. <laughs> You're staying in LA overnight. And that's all I'm going to say on that before I get in trouble. Okay. And then you're going to play the Lakers the next day. I'm just saying the Lakers okay. have benefited from that schedule. But, you know, BJ, you and I spoke about this on the phone yesterday. The offense is coming along a bit, a bit smoother for the Lakers. They're running more action, you know, to get attempts going towards the rim rather than just chucking up threes because, you know, they've got, Maybe, uh, let's say, a lack of shooting. I mean, some guys have started hitting a few of their shots, but I wouldn't call them a good shooting team. So, Darvin Ham's done a good job. Russell Westbrook's really settling into that role. Um, but they they seem to turn things around. Do you look at the Lakers now as a team that could make the playoffs? Yeah, I, I do look at a team that could make the playoffs. Okay? You can't have Anthony Davis and LeBron James and not expect them to make the playoffs. Okay, let's... Let's stop there. I don't care who else is on who else is on the roster. You and I, when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, we can give them okay, some shooting and, at least. And, and, and Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. you should expect to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. However, Laker Nation only wants to talk about putting banners up. That's yes, that's Laker Nation to join the ones they stole from Minneapolis. So, okay. Yep. So now. Did you just say that? Yeah, you did just say that. Yeah, of course I said that. So n- n- now the Lakers have to figure out how to sustain this. Okay. The Lakers are always going to be in the mix for young players or players they feel that can help them push them over the top. You know, the latest name is Cam. You're, seeing, you're hearing their name with Cam Reddish, for instance, uh, yeah, from the New York Knicks, who seemed to have fallen out of favor, but the Knicks are playing better. So Maybe something does happen. There. We'll get into that conversation tomorrow. Yeah. I've got okay. a lot of trades to talk about tomorrow. But I will say this about the Lakers. I think Coach Ham has done a terrific job with this team on the defensive end. He really has. He's changed the way they play. I mean, they're giving second, third, fourth efforts during the course of the game. Clearly, what I love is when the coaches help 
the team to identify how they're going to best win the game by getting the ball as many times as they can to their best player. Anthony Davis, they're playing through Anthony Davis. And I love that. I, I mean, I absolutely love it. Now, it's about time. The thing, it, it, you know, the thing that's interesting watching all of this is everyone likes to talk about pace and space, spacing and getting up three, so forth and so on. When you watch the Lakers play, they play like an old school team. They get yep. Anthony Davis the ball on the post. Yeah. And then it's kind of like watching Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah. They get the ball on the post and then they put the four I, other guys on the perimeter and they just wait to see where the double team is going to come from. And yeah, if it I, doesn't I, come, AD work. If it does come, AD, your job is to make the right play. And I, we shoot I feel it disgusted comparing Anthony Davis to the great Akeem Olajuwon. But well, uh, well, I'll let it slide. The but the, the other well, thing that's, they do, that's, 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 that's interesting. That's how they play, though. They've uh, started running a lot of screen rolls, but not at the top outside the three point line. They run like screen rolls or dribble handoffs in the mid range. With LeBron and Westbrook yeah. or LeBron and AD. Well, Empty corner. And and Le- yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, that's where LeBron and that's where LeBron and Russell are most effective. You have to allow Ru- here's the thing. Russell is who he is. That's what he is. Like, I can't make him be, become a spot-up three-point shooter. So you your job as a coach, and that's the one thing I respect. I respect it. What can you do? And then let me figure out what you could do to contribute. Russell has found his rhythm. Russell and LeBron have found how to play with each other. And you got to give the coaching staff credit. Mm-hmm. Maybe clearly Darvin Ham, Coach Ham, plays. You know, he's coached a different style or a different way there when he was coaching as an assistant coach there in, in Milwaukee. However, give him credit for this. Well, I don't have the same players. I have different players. And he's figured out what those players can do. And they're playing. playing. So play to your strengths. And I think it's a great lesson to coach because it, the, when you're coaching, it's about them. And it's mm-hmm. about those players. And those guys, Russell is playing terrific basketball. AD is playing at a very high level. And LeBron is averaging 20-something points a night. 26 mm-hmm. in the high 20s, right? Maybe close to 30 at this point. So He's going for the scoring record. But I want to end this episode by giving love to one team in particular. The only team that's top five in offense and defense. A uh, team that's on a seven Falcons. game win streak. That's right. The New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Ryan well, we got to talk a little bit. <laughs> I'm coming with receipts. Whoa. All <laughs> of you fools who were making jokes about this kid all summer long. Oh, about his weight about how much he eats, about him being out of shape, about him never playing. That man, put him, put his name in MVP conversation too right now. He's been on a tear. Last, I think he's averaging almost 30 points over the last 10 games or so. Put that man's name, give him some respect. Make sure that apologies are as loud as the disrespect was. The Pelicans, this is my favorite thing. They had the game on Friday against the Phoenix Suns. The team, Phoenix, who eliminated them from the playoffs. And they destroyed them on Friday. And to put the exclamation point on the end of the game, Zion ran up a 360-degree windmill dunk. And the Phoenix Suns weren't too happy about this. They said it was unsportsmanlike and that's not how you play the game, despite the fact that they did it against Dallas in a playoff star season. Chris Paul himself did it a number of times when he was in Houston. I believe there was even a game this season where the Phoenix Suns scored, despite the game being well over and done with. So they were just crying as they do in Phoenix Suns fashion. And then everyone was excited. Rematch on Sunday. 
you know, the, the mm. schedule this year, you get these little two game series here and there. Then they had the rematch to run it back, you know, bad blood between these teams now. They had a playoff battle last year that was kind of close. And then they had obviously what happened on Friday. And then we get to Sunday and uh, Devin Booker is out injured. Um, I hope his injury recovers well. And, you know, I don't want to make light of anyone's injury. But the only thing I would say is everyone does all this stuff. I see the clip. Did you see the clip from Bob Myers on all the Smoke podcast? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, why is everyone saying Mamba mentality? You guys are not like Kobe. There's only one Kobe. Stop saying that. You ain't got the Mamba mentality. I saw that clip about 10 minutes before I saw the tweet saying Devin Booker's not playing because he's got a sore hamstring. All I'm saying is, if you want to do this Mamba mentality and put the Kobe's catchphrases on your sneakers and say, I'm the next Kobe round, blah, 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 blah. Kobe would have played that game. He would have taken that personally. So I don't know how serious this injury is. But that's all I'm going to say on it. I don't want to disrespect anyone. But that's all I'm going to say on that. Well, you know, I think this is probably the former athlete in me. And anytime anyone gets hurt, I'm, I'm very, I'm sensitive to that. Of course, you know, of course. I'm just sensitive to it because, you know, everyone has different pain tolerances and how they react, how they play their game and what they're comfortable with. So I never questioned a player I never question anyone when they say they're hurt, right? Because you just don't know, right? That it's not like I can plug you up to a machine and say, your, your pain level is, is mm-hmm. 4.5. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone has a different <laughs> pain tolerance and you don't know the extent. And one thing I will say, if you've ever had a hamstring injury or anything like that, those are the worst. Mm-hmm. And 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 there were because it takes so long for those hamstring injuries to heal. And he's had some problems in the past with hamstrings. Mm-hmm. He's had some, so. He, he was listed out with hamstring tightness. So it wasn't yes. like an injury. It was just feeling a bit tight from Friday. Well, 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 after having a couple of those, right? Groin strains and hamstring strains, you know, it's kind of like once you have a, a significant injury, like a knee Something you, when you feel anything, you become very cautious. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I get it. It's a long season. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm sure if it was a playoffs, he probably plays. However, those type of injuries have the ability to linger. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's only one way for a hamstring injury. It's not like a, yeah, fair a play. wrist injury. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I respect that. So and- I, and I, but I, I, I get it. I know what you're saying. However, you know, when you have injuries like that, you have to treat them with respect because anyone who's had a hamstring injury and to know to go out there and play with it, it's, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it really, it literally, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. So, so. so just want to say that. But one thing I will say about uh, <clears throat> that game, Chris Paul did not look like, Chris Paul, I don't know if this is a sign of things to come, but it is what it is. But one thing that's impressed me from the Pelicans, this seven-game win streak, Brandon Ingram hasn't played at all. And five games in a row, Herb Jones hasn't played either. They might be the deepest team in the NBA when they get those two guys back. they got guys well, coming off the bench, Larry Nance Jr., Alvarado, Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy. They've got, they got a stacked team. Can I, can I say something real quick? Mm-hmm. This will be what I, I, I promise one minute, two minutes max. Throughout this seven-game stretch, Coach Willie Green has made a significant change. Very rarely do you see changes like this during the course of a season. 
many times you'll see a change due to circumstances or to an injury. He's moving Zion around the floor right now, which makes it, he's already impossible to guard. Well, the, the Suns put Saric in their starting lineup instead of Booker because they needed the okay. size. Okay. Okay. So it's he's already impossible if he just plays the power forward position. Coach Willie Green, if you watch him, now he's put Zion, he's getting Zion to catch the ball on the move, which he's literally unguardable now. When he catches it on the move going towards the basket, he's so quick. His second jump is incredible. But here's what he's doing. This is how you know these coaches. This is why I love the NBA game. No one's talking about this, but let's talk about it for like 30 seconds more. He's putting Zion at the center position with a live dribble at the top of the floor versus DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. That's genius type stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, now, that's genius because they're, you already can't guard Zion. Now he's put Zion at the five to force you to make a decision. And no matter what decision you make, Mo, Zion is going to, he's going to crush you. If you mm-hmm. put a big on him, you can't put a big on Zion. If you put, if you go small with Zion, because Zion is not small, he's only 6'6", but he's not small. You can't go small ball versus Zion. Mm-hmm. You can't play big versus Zion. You can't double Zion. <laughs> okay. Give Willie Coach Willie Green credit. He has an advantage now, Mo, that nobody in the NBA can counter. That's what he's doing. And I saw the last game. DeAndre Ayton, Sarich, small players. You don't want you don't want any part of this big man. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has a very unique combination of size and strength and quickness that you just haven't seen. The closest I can say is maybe Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the closest I could say. But he's more explosive than Charles Barkley. He doesn't rebound like Charles Barkley. But on the offensive end, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So give Coach Green and his staff all of this credit because right now nobody has an has an answer for zion williamson nobody and that to me my friend is why they're playing is because of the adjustments they made and they should be better when those other guys come back off injury that's right well that's another episode in the books the hoop genius podcast stay tuned because tomorrow we're talking all about trade, some trade rumors and oh, some discussions. Most, well, discussions between episode, teams. I won't be. I won't be there. These are rumors. These listening. are rumors. These are discussions <laughs> between teams that have come out. Oh, so well, you will be. Can you there. confirm that or or be a re, or report it? They can be confirmed by Shams Charania of the Athletic <laughs> Flash <laughs> and the Twitter meme accounts. <laughs> Uh, most favorite the rumors most favorite <laughs> <laughs> anyway you guys subscribe follow the show leave a like tell your friends review ratings all of that good stuff appreciate you we'll be back tomorrow with more and until then get buckets